Chapter 1. Welcome to the Big Leagues. Kneeling down on the snow, I gasped for breath. Coughing, I ripped off the protective mask. The racking spasm overpowered my body and shook me as though a gorilla pummeled me with its fists. Even though I had a silicone rubber mask over my mouth, the airborne powdery snow bypassed the shield and penetrated my already weakened lungs. Attempting to suck in air through what felt like a straw, I coughed hard enough to hear my back crack. There, before me in the snow, was a bright crimson splotch of blood. Staring at this glaring stain in the otherwise perfect Antarctica whiteness drained the color out of my face. Part of that had to do with my tuberculosis-like cough and an inability to breathe. The other part was a palpable fear. In no way was coughing up blood normal. Had I been in San Diego, there would have been plenty of options should the problem worsen. But I was not. I was thousands of miles away from any significant hospital anywhere on the globe. The constant dry cough and the absolute roaring of the tent buffeted by persistent 40-knot winds made sleep impossible. I felt glum. Crawling back inside the tent, I flopped down on my sleeping bag and lay there, my energy spent. My immediate reaction was to inform Antarctic Logistics and Expeditions, ALE, about what happened. And, after that, I would have to tell my expedition manager and girlfriend, Kelly Gaffney, too. But a crushing sense of fear overtook me. Should I reveal this new and alarming detail? I lay motionless simultaneously holding back a sob and a scream for an hour. Flipping from one side to the other, I tested for the telltale sloshing of fluid in my lungs. Should I feel anything, I knew my expedition was over. I was attempting to trek from the geographic coast of Antarctica to the South Pole and back, thousands of miles from help. Crude methods of self-diagnosis were all I had. I feared that if I let the ALE doctors know what had occurred, they would insist that I abandon the expedition. After coming this far and investing everything I had, the quarter-sized blot of red snow represented the weight of ten years on my shoulders. A dry, irritating cough is common for people first arriving in Antarctica. It clears up in a week or two after the person acclimatizes to the desiccated conditions of the continent. The air has less humidity than found on commercial airliners due to the complete lack of moisture. In fact, the whole continent of Antarctica is considered a desert due to its average precipitation being less than 10 inches per year. For having an ice cap three miles thick and persistent bad weather, there was little actual snowfall. However, my cough was not only from the arid environment. Rather, it was from a lung infection that had developed from a cold I caught on the way to Punta Arenas, Chile, the jumping-off point for most expeditions heading to Antarctica. Thus far, the expedition had not gone as planned. Although my spirits were high, despite being afflicted with a serious illness far away from medical help, I had fallen badly behind my schedule. It was common for expeditions to take between 40 and 60 days to reach the pole. I had only 90 days not only to ski to the pole, a distance of over 700 miles, but to perform the return journey of the same distance. Normally, 
One-way expeditions were a quarter of the way to the pole by this point, roughly 180 miles. I had covered a measly 24 miles. Conditions had been nasty, making matters worse. Starting at Hercules Inlet on the Roney Ice Shelf in the Weddell Sea, I had to climb 2,000 vertical feet in a few miles to gain the Antarctic Plateau where, hopefully, the surface would level out. But a few surprises lurked around and beyond the steep slope. Right at the beginning of the trek, two prominent crevasse fields stood between me and the South Pole. This meant that following a dog-like path towards the Ellsworth Mountains was necessary before connecting with the route to the South Pole. It added a frustrating 20 miles to the expedition. Though the circuitous route was annoying, the acute real danger of dying in a crevasse fall...